0: Noise. Oh, that's strange. There's a lot of
1: hubbub yeah. outside all of a sudden. It's very annoying because okay. I'm like, I'm gonna hit record, and then everybody outs Apartment Life, you guys. Living the dream. It's uh it's hard out here for millennials. It is. Ha. Huh. <laughs>
0: Well, how have
1: you been? Um, you know, aside from the fact that I have to get my uterus, cervix, and fallopian tubes removed in a month, I'm okay.
0: <laughs> Let us uh, just dive right in it then. <laughs> what what happened? <laughs> I need to know what happened.
1: Uh, I mean, nothing really happened. I just, uh, I guess there's sometimes this thing that runs in families where women get non-cancerous growths in their Reproductive organs Oh by the way uh, trigger warning for just Anatomy talk and health talk Um, (laughs) We'll put one before the show uh, If I can remember to remind you Um, But yeah so This is just something all the women in my family deal with And I uh, You know I, I started feeling like I had horrible horrible cramps Two weeks ago And then I finally just, like, it hurt so bad. I was like, well, this this is serious. This isn't my usual time to have horrible cramps. And they're, like, more painful than usual. So some friends scared me into going to the ER. And the ER did a few tests. And the last test they did was an ultrasound. And they're like, oh, you just got really big fibroids. Uh, And I'm like, that's... Uh, kind of what I expected because you know, like I said, everyone a woman in my family goes through this. but you know, it's still a lot. So I ended up going to a no BGYN the next day and before he even introduces himself to me, he says, "Girl, your fibroids are a problem. <laughs> <laughs>
0: just from the ultrasound, just, just from, from the, ultrasound? the ultrasound.
1: Yes. <laughs> so I won't oh no. I won't go into like how big they are or anything like that. Unless you want to know, I guess I'm already like No, yes. Okay. Have you have you met me? I need to know everything. <laughs> well, uh there there's about four of them. They're bigger than us like they're about softball size. Oh my god, are you serious? Yeah, like he said I could Feel them with my hand. And he said I had the cervix of a woman 22 weeks pregnant. Yeah, uh, he was, like, impressing onto me that they were so big that my only option is to get my uterus, cervix, and fallopian tubes removed. So that's what I'm doing, and I'm okay with that, uh, as you can tell by me being really open about it on the podcast.
0: Okay, so what are fibroids?
1: They're just growths, just non-cancerous growths. I assume they're tissue. Okay. It's is it like
0: a cyst or is it different from a cyst?
1: It's not a. It's not a, like a pimple. It's a growth. It's like a. Hmm. Let me let me go to Wikipedia.
0: Okay. Because I Cause remember I reading like I think it was a Margaret Atwood story where it was about a woman who has had like an ovarian cyst or something, and it had like hair and teeth in it. And it's basically oh. when your body tries to create a baby without a sperm. This is not oh. that. It, this is not that. No, is that no, okay? No,
1: no. <laughs> it's just a, a very, uh, uh, it's a non-cancerous tumor that is uh, usually like fibrous connective tissue found on the like skin. It's not like it's not a cyst. Okay, a cyst is like a pimple. Okay. Yeah, this is something else, and uh, I'm using a lot of words I hate using, so (laughs) I'm starting to get squeamish, but... (laughs) I'm sorry. Uh, No, it's okay. It's not your fault. You're asking good questions. No, 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 no. not your fault. I just don't like saying the word tumor.
0: It makes me icky. No, I get it. Well, (laughs) I just can't... I just... Wow, this just sounds incredible to me. Softball size? That is so insane.
1: And the crazy thing is, like, usually when this happens, you can kind of have... You have signs. Like, your periods get really, really heavy. And you, like... You just have... I don't know. You can kind of... You can feel them. Like, you can tell what's going on, I guess, sometimes. And I my periods were never affected. Like, I remember when I was growing up, my mom struggled with really heavy periods. And, like, I used to witness that. But I, uh never made the connection it was going to happen to me at age 34. I always thought it would happen to me later. Uh, but my mom had her hysterectomy before she turned 40. So I guess like it's not that weird. I just expected I knew it was coming. I just didn't expect it now mm-hmm. is what I'm getting at.
0: <laughs> I get it. Well, I wish you the best of health and I Thank hope you. that the pain is being managed OK, because I know that was a big problem.
1: Yeah, the cramps were really bad, but this weekend I've been okay. I haven't even taken my pain meds today, so I guess they're behaving for now.
0: I don't get how that works. Like, why I don't would get it that either? Why would it not hurt? I, I don't get it. The human body's weird. Why aren't we all robots? The end. <laughs> we're just we meat sacks.
1: Yes. Well, Desma, yeah. I'm really sorry to open up with. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> like, you're thanking me while I am apologizing. <laughs> Isn't that textbook? <laughs>
0: exactly how it always goes. But I am thank you for sharing with us. I mean I just can't even imagine. Holy shit.
1: Yeah it's scary but it's like I don't know that's why I'm being so open about it because I'm just like it's not that weird. It's no. Actually no. yeah like it's just one of those things that happens and it'll be okay. I'm, I'm not that worried. Like of course I'm nervous about having most of my reproductive system removed but I mean, we can live without them. We can live without them.
0: Yeah, that's true. And I
1: wasn't, I wasn't planning on having kids, so that doesn't really bother me that much. My, there's a lot of babies in my family. So if I need a baby,
0: I'll just kidnap one of theirs. Now I seem to vividly remember you and I at Crystal Jade and you opened a fortune cookie and it said your deepest wish would come true. And you looked straight into my eyes and said, I'm gonna give birth to a panda. <laughs> that, would, that would be beautiful. Yes, and I
1: would. Oh, baby pandas—they're pretty great. I yeah. mean, it'll grow up and murder me, but <laughs> at least we will have those 18 years together. <laughs>
0: now you have to grow the panda in an amniotic sac in in your outside of you, like uh, the brood. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: or I could ask one of my friends to carry it to term. <laughs> oh really, will you hold this panda for me?
0: <laughs> sure, why not? It just looks just like a
1: for nine months. Yeah.
0: It's not weird. I want it to come. Give, on. I, I want to give birth to it like that's how I want to die, like alien style, like coming out of my belly. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh just man! Bursting
1: through your chest.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's a panda.
1: Oh, I mean, they get pretty big. That's true. That's true. It might, yeah, might be a big ask. How How have you been? How's the last uh, two weeks since we've last talked?
0: Uh, it's been it's been all right. Uh, real talk. There were some massive layoffs at my company, so that was kind of hard, oh. a struggle to deal with for me personally. I'm sorry, that's uh, no. It is what it is, is my guess all the only thing I can say, but... Do you still have a job? Yes, of course.
1: Oh, okay, sorry. I just, <laughs> the way you, like, started it, I'm like, oh no, did you lose
0: your job? It was nerve-wracking, and then just last week, too, was a little nerve-wracking, because Thor and his stupid ass got sick again. And let me tell you, it's already stressful to bring your animal to the vet... It's 10 times more stressful when you have to do it during a pandemic because my vet's office is very, very safe. So they don't even let you inside the lobby. You have to uh, call, make an appointment over the phone, tell them you're in the parking lot. They come out and talk to you and you're standing outside your car and ma- with masks on, telling them what's wrong with your animal. They whisk your animal inside then they call you on the phone while you're waiting in your car and tell you what's wrong. And then you pay over the phone and then they give you your animal. So I spent, I know it's, it's weird, but it's just like, you know, it's, it's, you know, the height of summer. Don't have any air conditioning, in my car sitting in my car, just waiting for, to find out what's wrong with my cat. At the same time, I get a last minute uh, meeting set up to let me know that my boss has been laid off that I had to take in my fucking car And I just, and then, and then, uh, well, long story short, I still have a job and Thor is okay. He just had very uncomfortable gas. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry about the layoffs. It's okay. I mean, um, it was just very sobering because they were, uh, COVID related. So, um, but, I do want to tell a slightly funny story. So when she was dropping off Thor, I was standing outside talking with her. We both had masks on, of course. I always want to make a point of that. Um, And, you know, Thor is already a very anxious kitty. And so right when she's telling me, like, how to give him the medicines, this gigantic garbage truck backs into the parking lot to pick up their garbage. So it's just, like, this large truck noises, and then that beep, beep, (laughs) beep. And the whole time I'm holding Thor in his little carry, he is just thrashing around wildly. And I'm like, this is the worst situation I've ever been in. But he's fine now. He's been sticking to me. What was it? It was gas from some medication I was giving him. Oh. And it was making him deeply uncomfortable to the point where he was vomiting and also uh, couldn't eat. But now he can do both those things. Well, he can. Well, he doesn't need to vomit, but now he can eat.
1: <laughs> good. I'm glad. Yeah. So is he not taking the medicine anymore? They give him like a substitute. Yeah. That's
0: good. My little substitute kitty. Poor baby. I know. The older he gets, the more sensitive he gets, and I'm just like, ah, oh, Thor.
1: Yeah, that's a uh, life where you get older and the, you can't do anything anymore <laughs> that you used to be able to do, like eating certain foods. I, uh, I was at a very, very, very small family gathering with my boyfriend yesterday. I was meeting his family and like, he just ate so much food and that afterwards he was just like, why did I eat so much? And it's like, you can't do it anymore. You're 30 now. You can't just... Eat like you used to. <laughs> oh,
0: isn't that doesn't that suck? You know when you're like yeah. the mind is willing, but my stomach yeah. is weak. I can't
1: do it. Yeah, mine. it's not like the old days when he was he's he's uh, four years younger. No, about five years younger than me. Oh, okay, almost five years younger than me. So yeah, he just turned thirty. So he's just in shock at how different <laughs> his body is.
0: Oh, what a what a wonderland of delights await him. Yeah. <laughs> so uh last night I watched Hamilton. Have you watched Hamilton yet?
1: Uh so yeah, no, I started it, but I didn't finish it because I was cat sitting uh this was the week before last weekend. Uh cat sitting for aforementioned boyfriend. And uh I was really really sleepy and I just fell asleep in the middle of Hamilton. Oh no! Uh, near the beginning, like right before he meets his fucking wife. Yeah, like Help was about to start. And I'm like, that's one of my favorite songs in that because I know he was like really influenced by Beyonce's Countdown and you can really tell. And I don't know. It's just. There's a lot of problems with Lin Manuel Miranda. He's technically just the worst. But <laughs> I really still enjoy Hamilton.
0: Uh, so, you know, I was going to watch him. I don't really hold. I don't really hold neoliberals to any sort of uh, (laughs) pedestal. Yeah, no, you kind of
1: have to stop. You could get disappointed.
0: (laughs) Yeah, really. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, I was watching um, this really cool documentary Netflix has about the Puerto Rican astrologer, Walter Mercado. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with him. He was kind of like... If Liberace had beautiful blonde grandma hair and spoke only in Spanish and just told you that everything was going to be okay for your sign and also wishing you peace and mucho, mucho, mucho amor. Um, he was wonderful. Yeah, when I was a kid, we would watch Telemundo for fun. It was Univision in my in my area. That's We didn't have Telemundo until later, but Univision had a show called Premier Impacto which was like a news show, but they would also talk about chupacapras. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, why isn't every want... news show like this? I'm really upset right. now. <laughs> it's I think
1: it's still on the air, but I don't know if it's as outlandish <laughs> as it was in the 90s. But we would stop on this and just like marvel at the imagery because we didn't speak a word of Spanish. And then this astrologer would come on and there'd be like a full moon behind him oh in the studio yes. and wind blowing on his hair. And he had on all these robes and glitter and sequins and rings and he'd have these big eyes and he'd be like telling all the different horoscopes and we didn't know what was going on but we just were fascinated by him and then when i found that netflix made a fucking documentary about him he died late last year um at the ripe old age of 87 beautiful man uh i i was like i have to watch this why did i bring this up it had something to do with what you were talking about Oh, Lin-Manuel Miranda is, like, one of the climaxes of the film. That's why. Uh, Because, like, they're the two most famous people in Puerto Rico, as far as Walter Mercado is (laughs) concerned.
0: So they have to meet each other. This is amazing. It's just, like, this astrologer guy and Lin-Manuel Miranda. I love this. Why don't we have chupacabra updates on our news? (laughs) You know, it's it's rough. I
1: think... Chibakabra News would really bring us all together.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Man, I've been listening to a lot of last podcasts on the left, and I have a strong desire to read a weird alien book, but I don't know where to start.
1: Um, um Maybe we should tap our listener base and have people send in emails to you yes. recommending good email. Alien books, because I am also under-read in this category. Like, I kind of just like collections of, um, sightings, like that sort of thing. But what, you want fiction, probably. Oh,
0: no, I want, like, true story, quote, unquote, unquote.
1: Oh, okay. So, like, sighting books, Uh, like you said, too.
0: I'm, I'm really interested because... Uh, before last podcast I never was interested in aliens at all But after listening to a bunch of their stories about them It has a very weird American edge It's almost part of our weird like counterculture Just sightings and what people see out in the desert <laughs> And it's fascinating And I want to read I, more books like that
1: I took you as a true like Because I think it's because as I, when I met you You were really into X-Files fandom That's true so I just assumed you were an alien
0: person. Oh no, not at all. Uh, Interesting. I, okay. I love the X Files, but I never made the leap from that to kind of like the true sightings, and so. Okay,
1: I. Go on, go on.
0: Uh, I think it's partly because my dad doesn't like any of that true sighting stuff, and so. Oh yes, yeah. so it's
1: just something you grew up yeah. not really being into. Exactly. I. We watched so much unsolved mysteries growing up, that I still think, man, there's got to be something out there. (laughs) There's got to be something to some of these stories. I was like, there's just shit we can't explain.
0: Yeah. I was never into that show, but I am mighty tempted to watch that new season that dropped on Netflix. I watched it all in one day. (laughs) Yes, I love it.
1: Uh, (laughs) I don't know. I've never a big TV watcher. Like, you know this about me. I've been like off television for years and years. I never watched shows on time ever since like fucking Mad Men ended. I've just been like, <laughs> and it's, it's not because Mad Men is gone and I'm just like, I can't watch TV. It's just something about my attention span. Uh, it's really hard for me to commit to series. So I'm watching everything that I am watching very, very slowly. But I've been on this since I've been in a lot of pain. I've been on these Netflix kicks where I've just been watching. Like I watched two whole series in a day and unsolved mysteries was one of them. Disappointingly, there is only one paranormal-slash-UFO-related episode in that entire first season. It's only six episodes, I believe. But yeah, the very first episode is about this really creepy UFO sighting that happened in the 60s in Massachusetts about the small group of people that were all affected by it that didn't know each other, and it's really, really... It's interesting. I would definitely watch it. But the rest of the series is really sad missing persons cases oh, no. or mysterious deaths, which as a true crime fan, like I have obviously enjoyed it, but I have a hard I struggle with um, cold cases and unsolved stuff. I, I want resolution, you know, so it's it's really hard for me. To, and then I can't emotionally. It's really hard for me to, like, see people suffering and not having resolution to their suffering yeah those where are it's like I don't know where my nephew is and I'll just never know. like that's so sad. I know for me. like for th- for them, obviously, but like just to witness that is really hard for me. so I don't watch a lot of stuff like that, but it is a good season.
0: Okay, I'm gonna check it out. Uh, there's actually I don't know if you have seen it yet, but there is a movie on Amazon Prime called The Vast of Night and it is about two young teens. Who discover a mysterious radio signal one night and their adventures chasing it. Uh, it is an excellent, excellent film. Probably one of the best films I've seen this year. I was really impressed with it. That's awesome. Vast of Night? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm not taking notes, so I'm hoping you're
0: taking notes. <laughs> like... When I go back, I will. Don't worry.
1: Okay, I'm sorry. Oh, no, I it's okay. I meant to. I just, okay. <laughs> well, then I want to know. We jumped right in. What's the other show that you watch then? Oh, <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing because it's like, <laughs> I don't know what people think of him, but good old Duncan Trussell finally got a TV show and it's called The Midnight Gospel. It's like a, okay, so Pendleton Ward, who's the, he was uh, the showrunner on, I believe, Adventure Time. Yes, yes. Uh, he and Duncan became friends And he always wanted to animate his podcast uh, Which is uh, The Duncan Trestle Family Hour Which is this sort of It veers from like kind of Joe Rogan-y bro-y shit To like really woo-woo Amazing interesting conversations About everything from like Meditation to forgiveness Life, death, magic Like he just He's kind of a bro but he's just I don't know. He's a really great facilitator of conversation. And I kind of watched this on a whim. I watched it all day yesterday. And so he took pretty much his favorite snippets of podcast, and they edit, they they animated around it, this uh, plot about this guy named Clancy who lives in this realm called the Ribbon. And he has this illegal universe simulator. And... (laughs) He uses it to find worlds that are on the verge of apocalypse, and then he goes there and he interviews a random person there but the per like what it is is it's actually just him interviewing somebody on his podcast. So there's a lot of episodes where people are calling him Duncan on accident and he has to correct them because the character on the show is named Clancy. That's amazing. What a concept. Yeah, <laughs> It's so trippy. And my favorite, I, this is kind of a va- like a vague spoiler, but okay, so one of the best episodes of his podcast he ever did. Like, I don't recommend, I, I don't really feel comfortable recommending this show to people unless you're really into the woo-woo and you don't mind a little like kind of philosophy 101 type conversations that sound like dorm room conversations. Cause like, I know that's not for everyone, but I don't know. I eat it up. Uh, maybe I shouldn't apologize so much. But anyway, he interviewed his mother. Before she died, she had stage four breast cancer, like, for four years. And she's this, like, really calm, sweet psychologist who has all these, like... You can tell she's studied Eastern uh, philosophy and Eastern thought. And she's come about her own dying in this conscious way. And they just... He puts that in the season finale of this uh, show where he... Clancy's mother comes back from the dead and just they go through the, the life cycle together. And she's he's it's just Duncan talking to his mother about her own dying. And it is one of the I like I cry every time. I can't listen to it because it's because she died right at, uh, before he released it. Oh, my goodness. Or, yeah. So uh, there's this amazing part. I'll just spoil this where. They're having this amazing conversation about trying to be, like, aware in your body. And he starts to get upset after a while because he's like, well, you know, we're talking about all this, like, grounding stuff and all this being aware stuff. But how do you get around the heartbreak of knowing you're going to die? And she just says, you cry. And then they both start crying. Oh, my goodness. And it is. Oh, it's so beautiful. So, like... (laughs) If I would recommend one episode, I would listen to the before I would listen to the Midnight Gospel. I'd probably just actually no watch the Midnight Gospel to see if this is your thing, then find that podcast episode with his mother. Uh, maybe we can put it in our show notes um, because it is just it's powerful. I've never heard anything like it. Like I've never heard a podcast like this hmm. um, do something like this. So yeah, I'm really glad he put it in the cartoon because it's it's something special. And the cartoon isn't even the whole conversation. It's like a twenty-minute episode, um, but it's it's really the animation's really beautiful. They do a lot of funny things with like it's really really violent and kind of gross, but like it's supposed to be teaching you these lessons that the conversations are flowing through about like just the different topics that everyone's hitting. And I don't know. I found it very like insightful and sometimes kind of. Like eye But also I don't know I really enjoyed it At the same time I, um, I'm i really glad it exists
0: This sounds amazing And this is on Netflix?
1: Yes okay. it's, it's a Netflix original It's called The Midnight Gospel
0: I've been watching A lot of Netflix originals too I binged The Babysitter's Club How predictable And Oh
1: I have I keep forgetting It's a thing now Yeah
0: I have to say The Babysitter's Club Was so fucking amazing I could barely believe it it's oh, I'm it's sweet, it's cute, it's fun, it's super feminist, it's touching, it made me cry a few times. Uh, Aww. the cast is really good. I really love all the um all the girls who play the babysitters club. Um I just think it was a great kind of adaptation of of uh kind of the heart of the books. And also, you know, I'm struggling to finish little women. It's taking me so stupidly long. But as you know, I also really, the reason I started reading Little Women is because I really liked the Greta Gerwig film. And I never realized until I, I watched, because that was the first time I ever watched or interacted with Little Women in any way, was her film. I just, oh. I never realized how influential that book was. Because you can just see in the show, Joe March is in all of those girls. And it's just, it's fascinating. And I do think the show kind of leans into that pretty pretty heavily. At one point, Christy's mom calls her her little woman. So it's kind of on the nose at one point. But I really i am kind of touched that, you know, that book has just so much influence and ins- continues to inspire uh, young women today. And I just really liked it. I thought that they took um, some of the basic themes of the books and expanded on them beautifully in the series. And I'd love to see more. I really like what they did. And then... That's cool. Yeah. How many episodes are there? It was only 10. Uh, but it's, it's it's definitely about, like, uh, girls, like, you know, standing up and finding their voice and finding their place in the world. And none of them are perfect. Um, one of my coworkers spent most of yesterday telling me how much he hated Christy, the main character. And I'm just like, but I love her. I'm like, she's so imperfect. That's what makes her so great. And then (laughs) um, I just think that it's a really good show for people who grew up with the books and then young tweens who are around the age, I think would really enjoy it as well. Uh, I really liked the
1: 80s show. I think it was an 80s, and I also believe it was Canadian. I just assume all my television from childhood was Canadian. Dude, it
0: probably was Canadian. Um,
1: but yeah, it was just, I, I don't remember anything but the theme song. Say hello to your friends, babysitters club.
0: And <laughs> <laughs> See, I never... Do you remember this? I only saw like one or two of the episodes from the television show. I was a big mm. fan of the movie, though. And I still am. I never saw the movie.
1: I never saw who
0: what who was in that? Was Thora Birch in that? Thora Birch was not in it. Uh it, Rachel Lee Cook was in it. And the actress okay. who plays Alec who played Alex Mack is in it. Oh, Alyssa Olnick. Oh, is that her name? I guess I never knew her name. Yes. Okay. I'd never forget a crush. <laughs> you had a crush on Alex Mack. I love it.
1: Of course I did. I uh, of course I did. <laughs>
0: And then the other thing I watched on Netflix, which I just watched uh, yesterday, was The Old Guard, which is Charlie's Theron's new action movie, which I thought was really fun. I hear
1: I hear that it's really gay, and so I have to see it.
0: It is really gay, and I kind of want them to do a sequel. Uh, Greg Ruka, who is a very popular uh, comic book writer, and I think he writes novels too. Apparently he wrote the comic book this film was based on and he also wrote the screenplay for this film. And Tracy pointed out to uh, Tracy Mock, friend of the show, got to do the right plug. She pointed out, <laughs> she pointed this out to me yesterday. But this is the first comic book superhero film, or I think it just comic book film, that was uh, directed by a black woman. And oh, cool! This woman, her name's Gina something. Uh, crud! Let me look it up really quick because I don't want to. Okay,
1: I'll vamp with. I'll read you the last cheaper copper sighting. <laughs>
0: Uh, Please do. I need to know right now.
1: Well, one of them uh, in Nebraska, there was a teacher, uh, uh, excuse me, a creature with huge teeth reported. Uh, there's some pictures of a weird creature that they're like circulating around, uh, including the South Carolina Department of Natural Resources tweeting this picture around this mysterious answer. We're, we're trying to figure out, is this a cheaper cobra? Um, and, and they're just they don't know it's just it's a weird looking creature it's got weird teeth could be a puma A <laughs> uh, mountain lion could be chupacabra it's
0: very mysterious oh wow did you find her name I did it's uh, Gina Prince Bythewood and she directed Love and Basketball <laughs> oh <laughs> okay yeah and uh, The Secret Life of Bees and Beyond the Lights, which I wanted to see, but I never got around to it. I might have to look that up now.
1: Love and Basketball. We just did, a, well, not just did, but we did an episode of uh, repertory screenings about Love and Basketball uh, this year. That's awesome. And I really liked that movie. It was really sweet.
0: Aw, that's so cool. Yeah, I, I really like this movie. I kind of like how uh, Charlize Theron is kind of pivoting to a, an action movie heroine uh, later in her career. Uh, Did you see Atomic Blonde? I did see Atomic Blonde. I really liked Atomic Blonde.
1: I liked it too. I uh, saw it late, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah.
0: I thought that movie was really cool. And she has the the same kind of like uh, you know, kind of those John Wick fights that look insanely realistic and like brutal. She has a couple of those in these.
1: Okay. Yeah, I'll have to watch it. I, uh, It hasn't even come up in my recommendations, which is crazy considering how much I've watched fucking Duck Butter. (laughs) What's Duck Butter? Duck Butter is this movie with Aaliyah Shawcat and this really hot girl with a Southern uh, American accent, and they just decide to spend 24 hours together, even though they just met. And uh, and let's just say the sex scenes are very good. (laughs) I've never heard of this movie. It's uh I believe Netflix produced it, so okay. it's only on Netflix. And so like this whole episode sounds like a commercial for Netflix. But I know, uh, oops, <laughs> <our> comm- <laughs> we, just, we aren't sponsored, <laughs> no. uh, and we wouldn't take their money. You know, I would take their money. <laughs> Netflix, <laughs> are you kidding
0: me? I'll let you, girl. I'm just like, yeah, give me. i don't take any money at this point. Right. Um, I also watch My Spy with Dave Bautista. I don't know
1: I just That movie is heavily advertised to me On Amazon (laughs) and I'm just like I'm never watching this They make this movie every year with a different big man
0: I know except now The
1: Rock has like three of these movies
0: Now I have to like my mom and I Watch it together and now we have to Pledge our loyalty to Dave Bautista Because we found out he's half Filipino and it's like oh well (laughs) He's half Filipino time to pledge Our loyalty
1: (laughs) Oh, that's beautiful, actually. My f- I love I mean I feel that way about people too. When I find out they're gay or black, I'm like,
0: oh well, we're family. <laughs> it just you gotta find you gotta find your representation somewhere. Oh man. I didn't know he was half full of I didn't know that it's, either. Uh, um it's fan for life, I guess. <laughs> the funniest part in the movie was he went on a date with the little girl's mom and she told him not to dance and then he, of course, she heard music and she's like, let's dance. And so he starts to dance and he's doing the whip and nae dance. And then oh, it wow. later went viral uh, on YouTube or something. And the title of the video was Meghan Markle and the Hulk Dance because she the mom looked like Meghan Markle. And I thought that was super oh, that's funny. that's very
1: silly. <laughs> that's silly, it's silly. You're silly. <laughs> <laughs> I... Kind of like that that gag. It's such an old gag, like Goofy dancing. Now they have to put YouTube in it to make it like relevant.
0: <laughs> yeah. Any Goofy dancing in any in any sort of media will always have me just sitting there with my eyes wide open. I'm like, yes.
1: I, lo- I love a Goofy dance. Yes. I, I uh, a Lane dance fan
0: for life. <laughs> I can't even think about that type of episode without laughing. I can't either. I just see her leg. What did yeah. what did George like With, With the, the kicks. kicks? With the kicks! The little kicks, <laughs> yeah.
1: I love a goofy dance. I don't know so where...
0: I don't, bl- I don't blame you. I don't know where she pulled that out from her back pocket, but goddamn, it's so fucking funny. <laughs> My favorite thing about it is that she
1: thinks she's a good dancer. <laughs> I think if that wasn't part of it, it wouldn't be as
0: funny. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of, like, funny dance scenes, do you remember Angel's got asked to dance in his weird like dream sequence where they showed him terribly dancing and he's like, I don't dance. And then the credits, it was him (laughs) and Wesley doing their stupid dancing together. Oh man. Yes. That is one of my favorite things. He does that little clap. Yes. Like little claps.
1: (laughs) I think about that when I dance, I'm like, do I look
0: like that? And then don't even get me started. I legit, like with you and the Elaine dance, I legit immediately start laughing when I think of that Paul Rudd dance that he does.
1: Paul Rudd dance.
0: Uh, His like little, it's like a sway from side to side. It's not, it's really nothing. It's almost, it's like a looser, stupider Carlton dance. And I've seen this. I know exactly.
1: Like, it took me a second, but now I know exactly what, you're whenever what he
0: doesn't, the- I see him do it, I just start laughing immediately. It's too funny.
1: There's, I don't know what it is about a goofy dance, but it hits me right in the feels. Hits me right in the laugh feels. It also hits
0: me right in the laugh feels. That is why we are friends. Um... <laughs> uh, the
1: episode summary for this is going to be really
0: hilarious we're
1: like, Destiny <laughs> talks about her fibroids. We talk about chupacabras. Oh, man. And funny, our favorite funny dances.
0: Oh, man. Even the Carlton dance still gets me, to be honest with you. Mm, me too. And, <laughs> me too. And that dance they did in Vegas to try and win the uh, grand prize so they could get money to go home.
1: Yeah, the, the uh, jump on it yeah. dance, which I think about probably every day. That <laughs> show is full of good dances.
0: That's true. It is. It is really full of good dances. I love
1: it. We're talking about the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air yes. for anybody who isn't <laughs> automatically attuned to just hearing the name Carlton and going, I know who that yeah. is. Um. But yeah, is that streaming anywhere? Because... I would pay to watch all of that right now.
0: <laughs> I don't know, actually. I would love for it to be streaming somewhere. That show was funny. I wish it's on HBO Max.
1: Because every show I feel that way about where I go, is it streaming anywhere? I feel like now is on HBO Max. Man, what the fuck? I'm not paying like, for Steven another Like, Steven Universe is streaming on there. Oh, man! I, yeah, Steven Universe is on there. They got all the Looney Tunes, like, historical Looney Tunes. Um, they got... I mean, there's just, like, a lot of little stuff, like, where I just go, oh, my God, it's there, but they don't have a Roku app yet, so I'm not going to get it until I can watch it on my TV. I get it. I get it. Yeah, so it's not, yeah, like you said, it's not worth it. (laughs) Yeah. Might as well pay for cable at the rate that I'm uh, subscribing to services.
0: Really? Oh, my goodness. I have so many. Although, (laughs) I did get a new iPhone recently, and they gave me a year of Apple TV for free.
1: Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Are you going to
0: watch that Chris Evans show? <laughs> I might. Uh, I don't, like, like I'm kind of in the same boat you're in right now. I don't have a device that has an app for it yet, like, the, on, on my mm. devices. So I'm just like, I guess I'm not watching it. My dad has it on his Roku. So he's been watching the M. Night Shyamalan show, Servant. Have you heard of that one? No, I have not. It's like this family, and they're taking care of a realistic baby doll because she's trying to deal with the trauma of her losing her child. But oh, the no. girl they hire, uh, like, the husband's like, okay, you can put down the doll now. And she's like, but it's the baby. And it's very, it looks very bizarre. And every time I ask my dad about it, he's like, that show's fucked up. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> the girl, they they hire a girl to be the baby? No, they hire a girl to nanny this fake baby. Oh. So the mom that's... is like, from what I gather from the trailer, this is not spoilery because this is all in the trailer. The mom had, a myth, like, the baby died in the crib, mm. maybe sits or something, and so she's oh. had kind of a mental break, and so a doctor recommended to help her deal with it was they get a realistic baby doll to for her to take care of, and then oh. the mom decides, we need help with the baby, so they hire a um, an au pair, a nanny, I guess, okay. and then... The dad is just like trying to be like, yep, you can take care of the baby. And then when the wife leaves, he explains everything to the to the nanny and says, you can put down the doll now. But then the nanny is like, I'm not putting down Thomas. He'll cry. Oh, she's like into it. (laughs) Yes. That sounds like a million notes. (laughs) Have you seen a picture of the baby doll? It looks freaky. It's so creepy looking. I wonder if it's
1: going to be like more on the supernatural end because then maybe I'd watch it. But like if they're just like
0: going for, su- I don't know. I, what a dumb <laughs> sounding show. <laughs> well, since it is Shyamalan, I'm hoping it's more supernatural tinged rather than just like weird thriller. Uh, but my dad says mm. it's weird, so.
1: Okay. I just don't trust him.
0: <laughs> I don't, he hasn't won back my trust yet. Uh, d- did you see The Visit or, um,. The Glass movie, or uh, the, the no, one before because, that? No, because like I said, he has not won my <laughs> trust yet. Okay, I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> it's gonna take him a while. Like he really has to work.
0: The Visit. Because he did that Avatar movie. Oh God, I for I always forget about that. <laughs> I always go straight to the one about the plants because I hated that one.
1: That one was really bad. Okay, it was awful. But yeah, no, he's gonna be on my list for a long time. <laughs> it- He's gonna be on my list longer than Tim Burton after he did that Planet of the Apes remake. God damn it. Tim Burton. I don't even know what to... Well, now he's on the list of crimes for, like, working with Johnny Depp so much. Oh, really? I... Tim
0: Burton just needs to... I don't know. What happened? his movies were so (laughs) unique and beautiful and now they're all just really boring. Yeah. All right. Well, friends, I think we're going to wrap it up. Uh... Send us send us your uh your comments at our to our Gmail at badlingirls at gmail dot com. And then um uh, be sure to check out our episode history on uh abnormal mapping. We'll probably be slash abnormalmapping dot com slash badlandgirls, girls, I assume. Yes,
1: we're still working. <laughs> we're still working on it, yeah. so it's not Quite but by the time this episode's out I'm pretty Sure there will be a home and Not the whole archive won't be up yet Yeah but that's what we're working on is putting up The whole archive yes
0: Well until next Time Always Always pizza pizza rolls. rolls